Nai mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here, good to be with you. It's been revealed that the number of full-time staff monitoring migrant worker hire applications has halved in the last year, that after four. Also on the panel, around 30 universities and polytechs held stop work meetings end of last week. Well, this week more will be known about the fate of 260 jobs at Victoria University. Climate change in focus, big protest in New York right now. We talk about that. And also on the panel, ex-users, or known as Twitter users, who completed a 60-day meditation challenge were more likely to post positive original tweets, so a new study says. And as you know, it's campaign time. You may have picked up a souvenir in your time. So our question of the day today, Monday afternoon, is this. What piece of political memorabilia do you have stored away? It could be a a values party pin, a social credit badge, a McGillagutty serious party sticker, a show and tell on a special bit of political memorabilia. Text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me today, Kate Duckworth is a lawyer, patent and trademark attorney at Kate Duckworth Internet Intellectual Property Law. Kate Kiora, good to have you on the panel. Thanks for having me, Wallace. Also today, David Cormack, Managing Director of Draper Cormack Group, former Green Party staffer. Kia ora, David. Kia ora, Wallace. How are you? Very well, thank you. All right, Kate, David, joining me today to this. If you're indulging in too much electrical coverage, consider meditation, yoga, or breathing exercises to help lower your blood pressure. That from an opinion piece in Newsroom. Possibly timely advice, as many have commented on the perhaps acerbic nature of the 2023 election campaign. And at least 10% of Kiwis have high blood pressure, and you may not know you're at risk. With us is Dr. Julian Payton, Professor of Physiology, Faculty of Medical and Health Sciences at Auckland University. Professor Payton, welcome. Thank you, Wallace, uh, very much for uh, inviting me along. It's a pleasure, and this really jumped out at me, uh, Julian. Despite 120 years of medical interventions, blood pressure remains one of the most challenging conditions to manage. Tell me about that. Well, it is, because it's a moving target, and unfortunately um, it's notorious always being on the move so depending on your state of mind what you've been doing time of day blood pressure will be different and i suppose the uh, issue that we face is of course blood pressure is normally taken by your gp you're sat down in the office with the gp and um that's just a spot check um you may actually be sat there very concerned um about your environment because it's very unnatural and that thought itself can raise your blood pressure so extremely difficult to know exactly what your blood pressure is and that actually happened to me you know at a uh, um, hospital department and they said we might take that again because uh, it feels a little bit high Um, uh, so to tomorrow night uh, the the two Chris's uh, Julian will go head to head and if you're a politico or if you're invested there may be a chance that (laughs) your blood pressure may raise 
Well, absolutely. I mean, I think everyone is familiar with fight or flight responses. We know that parts of the brain that um, bring around effective behavior to different environments, environments that may be challenging, um, and those areas of the brain are connected to the autonomic nervous system. Uh, The part here that's really important is called the sympathetic nervous system, which touches on every single blood vessel in your body and your heart. And it's through those nerves that you can change blood pressure very quickly and very profoundly. Interesting, isn't it, Kate? Um, 120 years of medical interventions, but uh, it's uh, extremely challenging. I'm sure it is, but I think we should live on the edge. It's three and a half weeks to go until the election. We should you know, all be thrill-seekers and, and live it. Well, that's one way to uh, one way to uh, see out the election, Julian, be thrill-seekers. Yes, I mean, three and a half weeks. Um, you know, can, can we sustain levels of blood pressure if we are getting stressed in, in those situations? I'm sure we can. The, the, the human body is, is very good at dealing with stress. But oh. if blood pressure goes up too high... Uh, under conditions of stress, then you enter into realms where you really don't want to be, realms of stroke, potential Mm. heart attack, things like that. Um, We should not be taking high blood pressure uh, in a minimal way. It's extremely important um, and potentially really the initiator of many cardiovascular diseases, um, including as mentioned, stroke, but also renal disease and heart failure. David? What if I'm a huge political loser and it's all just so terribly exciting for me? Can, like, positive excitement also impact your blood pressure? Mm. Well, absolutely. Um, Some of the highest blood pressure that's ever been recorded is during uh, copulation. Um, So, yes, but I think we need to make a distinction here that um, pleasurable encounters that cause rises in blood pressure are relatively short-term. The situation becomes problematic when blood pressure remains high, persistently high. So like if I'm on the show for an hour and a quarter and just in a really heightened state of arousal and excitement, is that going to do me any damage? It happens to him every time, Julian. (laughs) is it going to do any damage? Hopefully not. Um, but we wouldn't know unless we measured your blood pressure. One would expect that if you do feel some stress, that your blood pressure will go up. But after the program, when you come off air, your blood pressure should fall unless you've got hypertension. I'll tell you in about 45 minutes when Wallace plays his awful song. Well, it's good to know that you get deep arousal from my show, David. Um, So thanks for clarifying that for our listeners. But can I just say, uh, Dr. Patton, that issue of stroke, because, um, you know, many of us will know far no colleagues who've, you know, suffered from stroke. No laughing matter when it comes to that. Um, So it is a very timely reminder to, if you do... Um, have blood pressure maybe to um, you know make sure that you do consult your GP uh, absolutely um, to be honest I think the best way to measure blood pressure is to do it yourself in your natural surrounding mm. um, and to keep a diary now these pressure um, 
devices that um, are used these days, which are really very reliable, are not so expensive. But if you are concerned, then I would buy one. Um, keep a diary, measure your pressure, put the day down together with how you were feeling and the pressure itself and your heart rate. And after a couple of weeks of measuring that, then take that information to your GP and say, look, these are the pressures that I've experienced. Here's the pressure, let's say on Wednesday, it was a little bit high, but actually on Wednesday I was feeling stressed because, you know, I'd just been in a, in a traffic jam for two hours or whatever it might have been. But then on Friday I was actually feeling quite relaxed. And so you'll get a better picture of where your blood pressure is over a series of days. And I think that's incredibly helpful for really diagnosing if mm. you do have high blood pressure. Oh, it's very good to have you on the program, Dr. Patton Kiora. Uh, I appreciate Kiara. your time. Yeah, that's uh, Julian Patton, their professor of uh, physiology at uh, the University of Auckland. Loving your response regarding um, your political souvenirs. Um, really? A badge from the 70s which says no matter who you vote for, the government always gets in. Was that real? Um, another one here. I've got some... Piggy Muldoon for King stickers that we had plastered all over my 1928 Essex coupe in the late 60s. Um, a Rodney Hyde pen, says someone. So keep them coming. What's a piece of... Well, I had a letter signed by Rob Muldoon, so keep those coming. 2101, what's a uh, little piece of political memorabilia that you have stored away. Talking about that, a bit of a show and tell this afternoon at 25 past four. All right, Kate Duckworth, I've been thinking, what's on your mind? I've been thinking that it's my mother's birthday today. Shout out to her. But what I have been thinking about is last week was Māori Language Week and uh, there was an excellent story on Radio New Zealand National about Martinborough Bakery giving out free chocolates if you made your order at the bakery in Māori. And I thought that was an excellent example of uh, do the mahi, get the treats. And it reminded me of uh, queuing outside the Martinborough Bakery one cold Saturday morning and there's a bit of banter going on with the locals as we all queue up and wait for it to open. And there's a French man in front of me and I think, excellent French man at the bakery, this has got to be a good bakery. And he tells me he wants a baguette. And uh, so we queue up and we wait and there are two baguettes left and the person in front of him orders the two baguettes and there's no baguette for the Frenchman and he's crying into his crepe. The next time I went back to the uh, Martinborough Bakery, the woman in front of me was buying baguette for her daughter's engagement party she was hosting that day. She only had cash and she didn't have enough cash for her baguette and I got to buy her a baguette. So... Oh. Order was restored. Oh, that's a lovely little story. Is it a good bakery, Martinborough Bakery? I'd say so. The locals queue outside it on the weekend, so... Yeah. Absolutely. Good on you. I like to think that that guy bought the two baguettes ahead of the Frenchman as revenge for Rainbow Warrior. (laughs) Good on you, Kate. I did say order was restored. Very, very good. All right, David Cormack, I've been thinking... 
I read recently that Steven Spielberg has regret for having made Jaws because he said that people mistreat sharks and they are unnecessarily mm. fearful of them as a result. And it got me thinking about films and particular scenes that have had like massively indelible impacts on my life. And the first one I can recall was when I was like five. I snuck out of bed and my parents were watching a Freddy Krueger film and I saw something particularly gruesome which scarred me for years. But the most horrifying one was from a film 20 years ago now, Final Destination 2, where right at the beginning there's a group of teenagers in a car behind a logging truck and the logs all come unstuck from the truck and it just wipes out several cars and several people and it has meant that I have never allowed myself to drive behind a logging truck since I will give it like meters and meters and meters of space or I'll let someone else cut in between us because it has scarred me for life. Well just hold that thought because here is that clip. Just outstanding radio yet again. RNZ absolutely crushes it. RNZ delivers. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is the scene in The Matrix where someone's eating steak. I'm traumatized. Yeah, play that one. Sounds of someone chewing for just 30 seconds. Um, I went uh, and had a look at that uh, Final Destination scene, and um, I wasn't prepared at quite how gruesome it was. Oh, yeah, it's intense. Yeah, I can see it. That's the word to describe it. eh? It is really intense, so I can see why you have... uh, It's all about blood pressure today. Oh, goodness gracious me. Um, Mine, my one is Pulp Fiction, where the two lead characters are sitting down uh, and the John Travolta character asks the Irma Thurman character, can I have a taste of the milkshake? And he tastes the milkshake. That's a damn fine milkshake. How much does it cost? And she says $5. And for some reason, it's always stuck with me. But there's something about um, a movie scene, David, that always stays with you. Once you see it, it's locked in your head. So that scene, as compared to the one where he stabs her in the chest with a needle to give her <laughs> adrenaline, you, the milkshake scene was the one that stuck with you, Wallace. Well, for me, David, life's all about subtlety, the nuances in life, you know? Mm. And <laughs> Milkshake and, brings Wallace to the bar. Well, it's, it was about the conversation. The conversation felt very real. Anyway, oh my goodness, me, Dal says... I've got a strikeout debt with social credit matchbox. There are six matches left. Unbelievable examples of your political memorabilia coming through. Keep them coming. Two, one, zero, one.